Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on The Horn. on the sports complex here on the horn we'll get into some nfl talk a little texas update for you uh we'll get into that play some sound from ian robbie talking uh behind the burners some really good stuff in there talking Dwayne Aquino, the defensive line coach all of that were in the was in the show this morning so we'll play some of that as well giving you updates on that talk a little nfl uh i want to talk a little tech uh, the quarterbacks remaining in the playoffs too some uh, some interesting uh look at those quarterbacks who's in who is out uh there but of course the big news mike mccarthy staying uh at texas of course big fat poll of the day what is jerry jones worst decision as an owner what is jerry jones worst decision as as an owner that is a big fat poll of the day 512-447-3776 if you want to sound off about texas men's basketball or the nba or anything else uh any questions or any hot takes anything you want to throw in there on the text line anything you want to talk about or or stuff you you have you want to ask an opinion or you have your opinion. You can put on the text line. We'll get to. We try to get to everybody's text here on the sports complex. A uh, couple quick updates uh, from recruiting uh, in the transfer portal. Uh, Jerry Hamilton, we know he's been on the show uh, with us a few times, talking with our man Aaron Hogan. Uh, that's a couple of crystal ball projections from him coming to Texas. Now he has Jabbar Muhammad, who just finished his official visit to Texas. He is now going to go to Alabama, and then uh, he's still got an Oregon visit as well. Uh, but he is he has put a crystal ball of him going to Texas as of right now, and the number one tight end, uh, Niblack from uh, Alabama. He has a crystal ball projection of him coming to Texas, stepping in to that JT Sanders role. Uh, and helping them out, that is another person that Jerry Hamilton has. Now, neither one of them clearly have made a decision. Things are always changing. You can't put any, any weight on any of that. But both of those names uh, were getting crystal ball projections uh, as of today from our man Jerry Hamilton at Inside Texas. All right. So, the big news last night that everyone who saw it and everyone I was texting with and all of that were uh, not happy about in the world of the NFL and the world of Cowboys fans is that Jerry Jones came out last night and said that he was keeping Mike McCarthy, that Mike McCarthy would be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys next season. Uh, Mike McCarthy spoke to the media today and said Dak Prescott's going to be the quarterback and we're going to run it back, guys. We had a 12-win season again. Guys, I win 12 games every season. How can you be mad? I know I can't coach in the playoffs, and I know against good teams we're not as good, but, you know, we beat up on some bad teams every year. Why are you guys not happy with that? He was asked point blank 
why should your fans believe in this, that things are going to change? And he couldn't really answer it. He's like, uh, because uh, we know we are a winning team. We know it. It's just those other teams, they don't know that we're a winning team. So you're keeping Mike McCarthy. Now, I will say, I understand reasons for keeping Mike McCarthy. If you're Jerry Jones, I understand reasons why you would keep Mike McCarthy. One, you're behind the eight ball on hiring a new coach. Everyone else has had a couple weeks to already start the process, get their get their interview request in. Uh, they've already started interviewing coaches. They've already gone into that. If you decide that you're moving on from Mike McCarthy, that means you are starting that process now. You are a week or two behind the process from everybody else, which could put you in a, a unenviable position. If you do fire a coach, depending on where you go, and you're not hiring Dan Quinn, because I don't think you're hiring Dan Quinn after what his results were this season too. Uh, if so, if you're not moving on from Dan Quinn as well, that means Dan Quinn is now out. It means you are now hiring a new offensive and defensive coordinator. Now, depending on who your head coach is, maybe you don't need the best of one or the other, but it does mean you are replacing your offensive and defensive coordinator positions uh, in Dallas. And we know it. head coaches, there's some out there, but coordinators are hard to find the really good guys that you're going to pull up and you have to dig deeper and you have to find and you're behind the eight ball and hiring those because some coordinator positions have already been starting to be filled so you're behind the eight ball and hiring coordinators and that may be a bigger issue well we don't know who we're going to hire at these positions and maybe we should try and bring in somebody that we think might be a good offensive mind or a good defensive mind and have them on staff and give them a little season tryout and see how that goes so I understand that reason why you do not want to move on from Mike McCarthy. I get the reason that because of Dak, Dak's contract, it's very hard to move on from Dak Prescott this season. He's already had to change offensive coordinators uh, before Kellen Moore took over. He's had to change it again now that Mike McCarthy is in. He's had a good season, but with one year left, you may not want to bring in another coach who has to then inherit Dak Prescott for a season, then decide does he keep Dak Prescott or do they move on from him after next season, not offer him the contract or the extension or all of that? You may not want to bring in that dynamic. I understand that as well. All that being said, when you look at the coaches who are currently available for the Dallas Cowboys, I have to say there's at least two coaches that are better coaches than Mike McCarthy, hands down, no question asked. Bill Belichick and... Jim Harbaugh are better coaches than than Mike McCarthy. And rumor would make you believe, which, you know, if you assume, you know what that saying is. If you assume, you make an, you make an ass out of you and me. But the assumption was that Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh would be very interested in the Cowboys job, knowing that there's money there, knowing that the, the desire to win is there, that both of them could be interested in that job. So, if you have some great coaches there, I think that Mike Vrabel could bring you toughness in a in a team where you say, well, we may be able to stretch our window. Well, our window is closing, but we may be able to stretch it for a couple more years if we bring in a really good, tough coach to change up the philosophy some. Now, you've got to go find an offensive coordinator, and that may be an issue for you. But I think that Mike Vrabel could bring in toughness that Mike McCarthy just does not have. So he gives you that option. I think if you were willing to call up the Steelers and offer them a pick or a pick or two, 
you may, and I'm not saying you're giving up a first for Mike Tomlin. I get that. You wait him out and you say, I bet they're not going to re-sign him. We'll sign him next season, which maybe is what they're looking at. But I call it Mike Tomlin, and I get Mike Tomlin's had similar problems recently, but he has a much worse roster than you do. <laughs> Mike Tomlin has a much worse roster than the Cowboys have, and he's still making the playoffs. And you're making the playoffs and then losing every round. Mike Tomlin has shown he knows how to get there with the right guys. I, I, I put him ahead of Mike McCarthy as an available coach. And I'm sure there's other guys that could be better coaches than Mike McCarthy, but we don't know. So I, I get why you don't want to necessarily jump into the grass is always greener. I get that, Jerry. I get that, Jerry Jones. I, I get that you don't want to be the grass is always greener. And, well, if we go out there and, and try Eric Bieniemy, that may not work out for us. And if we go out there and we call up the Texans and we say we want to interview Bobby Slowick, that may not work out. I get that those types of, you know, we may want to go get Raheem Morris from the Rams, who's very sought after. Maybe that doesn't work out. I get that maybe you want to wait another year for those. But with the names that are currently available at coach and not knowing what's going to be available next season, when inevitably Mike McCarthy will come up short again, and you will not make it to the conference championship again next season, what are you going to do? What are you going to do then? Are you going to get pot committed and, and re-sign Dak and give him an extension this year? Are you going to give him an extension not without knowing who your future coach is going to be, not knowing if he should be the future of this franchise because you have a guy who wants to believe because Mike McCarthy may be the most addicted to the hopium of any Cowboys coach I've ever seen, that he just always walks into Jerry's office and goes, man, everything's lined up for us. We look like we're going to be just fine and dandy. Man, I tell you what, if they just let us do what we want to do, we'll just be fine. And Man, we know we're winning. We won 12 games. Did you see us beat up on that nobody team that didn't game plan for us? Oh, man, we beat the crap out of them. We're the best team. What would you do to the Packers? Ah, you know, that's one game. I mean, it's a playoffs, but it's one game. I, I, I get why you don't move on from him. I think there's plenty of reasons to make that a logical decision. I don't like walking in and pretending that everything's okay. That for three straight years, first year, complete mismanagement of the clock and the urgency and everything to lose that game in your first year in the your first year in the playoffs with Mike McCarthy. For your second year, to get so behind the eight ball to try and run a trick play at the end where Zeke Elliott's last play, he gets obliterated and you just are trying to pull it out at the end, but you're right there. Into this year, even worse results. You get home field advantage. You get everything you want. You win the division. You look like you're riding high. You're playing a, the youngest team in the playoffs. Everything's going your way. And you walk in without a game plan. You walk in thinking we're Dallas Cowboys and we can do whatever we want. After knowing the last two years, you couldn't get it done in the playoffs. And now you walk in like, oh, this isn't a problem. We're just worried about the 49ers. We'll, we'll worry about the 49ers when we get to there. But the rest of the playoffs, we'll walk through that like a hot knife through butter. And that's the coach you resigned. The coach who let his team walk in and think that he was that was going to happen. I get you can live with one more year, but do you really think, Jerry, do you really think that anything's going to be different? Do any Cowboys fans really think anything's going to be different? Wow, man, we'll go sign Derrick Henry. Now we got another running back. Now we'll win the Super Bowl. Like, what, what makes you think things are going to be different? You'll bring in a new DC. He'll probably do pretty well for some of the season. But can he show up at the end of the game? You'll have your people that half want Mike McCarthy fired, half want Dak gone. I think at a certain point, look, I maybe maybe he's just playing his odds. Maybe Jerry Jones just realizes I there's not enough ill will 
for either one of these guys for me to get rid of them. I'll pay them the last year of their contract. I won't be stuck. I mean, Dak's dead cap money for next year is like $60 million, so I get why you're not getting rid of him. As much as it'd be great. Now, I think you need to draft a quarterback. If they don't draft a quarterback this year, what are you doing? I know you got Trey Lance, but I don't care about Cooper Rush. He's not your starting quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback. You have to draft a quarterback that you're hoping will be your next Romo or Dak or hopefully better, and you can get your guy in there. You have to draft a quarterback. You have to. You have to keep Trey Lance and figure out if he's going to be the guy. You have to have an open quarterback competition and put pressure on Dak, something that Jerry Jones does not like to do because he loves his players, and I like our guys, and I don't want to put them in a position where everything. Mike McCarthy needs to be the hard-nosed coach who walks into practice and says, everybody's job's up because some of you suck at what you do in the playoffs. Guys like CeeDee Lamb, guess what? His job is fine because he's clearly the best wide receiver on this team. I think Jake Ferguson's fine. A lot of your offensive linemen, probably pretty fine. But can you get Dak Prescott? Can you put the fire under him and get him a little bit more excited about playing for this Dallas Cowboys team? Can you get that, Jerry? I don't think with all the coaches that are available this offseason, that could light a fire, that could try and get this team to care about football a little bit more in the postseason, to get fired up, to understand that this is not a, well, okay, how about next year team? That they, You can't do that anymore if you're Dallas Cowboys. You can't keep selling this. And I know Jerry does. He's the best at it. You had too many good options this year to say Mike McCarthy was the best option. I can tell you every reason why it's not, but that's just you being lazy, Jerry. That's you not wanting to go in and test the waters and risk anything. And the fact you don't want to risk anything is the reason why there's no reward. Because you don't want to risk having a bad season. You don't want to risk missing out that Bill Belichick does end up going to the Chargers or the, the Falcons or something like that. And Jim Harbaugh goes to the Chargers and you're, you're SOL because you let go of your coach and now what are you going to do? You don't want to be like that, so you're not going to make any move. And you're okay with being mediocre because there's no risk and no reward and you won't take the risk. You don't want to go all out and make a big trade because you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to, you don't want to cut a player because that meant you were wrong in picking him. You don't want to Get rid of guys because you thought because they thought it makes you wrong, and maybe you'd be wrong, and you don't want to get rid of Zeke because you drafted Zeke number four, and everybody told you it was a dumb pick to make to pick him that early. But we said maybe, maybe it'll work out, and he was really good. But Derrick Henry was better, wasn't he? And so we were wrong. So you wanted to keep Zeke as long as he could because that hope that maybe it could be better. You have to be able to take the risk, and sometimes you're going to mess up. You messed up enough already, Jerry. No one thinks you're perfect. Take the risk, and whatever happens, happens. But you should have taken the risk and got rid of McCarthy because that press conference today, how does that inspire you at all? Other news around the NFL. Mark Andrews coming back to practice. He is now questionable. That would be a big uh, shot in the arm for the Ravens. Uh, Texans fans hoping that Mark Andrews does stay out and is not part of this. Uh, the Ravens pre- uh, plans this uh, this week. I mean, with Isaiah Likely, he's playing really well as well to add another tight end and another weapon to this offense. Uh, could be a big problem for the Texans when you're trying to guard uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely and Zay Flowers and, and just everyone they have on that team could add another problem. And uh, then the other piece of news, which is of note, it's interesting, Cliff Kingsbury has interviewed for the Bears OC position. Has to make you think that they may be uh, looking to get Caleb Williams, who Cliff Kingsbury was coaching Caleb Williams this year with uh, USC. So there's a pre-existing relationship, and they may be doing some advanced scouting 
on Caleb Williams by talking to Cliff Kingsbury first. Some interesting notes there. Uh, why don't we take a break? We come back. I want to get to the text line, 512-447-3776. You heard about all this about Jerry Jones. What is Jerry Jones' worst decision as an owner? Send that in on the text line, 512-447-3776. What is Jerry Jones' worst decision as the owner of the Cowboys? Uh, also, if you want to have any talk about Texas basketball, Texas football, we'll play some sound about Texas football and their coaching search. We'll play some of that uh, next segment as well. Uh, also, if you guys have anything you want to add uh, of how to uh, be a normal person at a, uh, at a dinner with multiple people, and not just ramble about sports and not do what I just did, yelling about Jerry Jones for 20 minutes, even though I'm not a Cowboys fan. Could I do that? Could you give me advice so I don't just seem like a rambling uh, lunatic who only talks sports? Any advice for that? You can send all that in, 512-447-3776. I'll tell you why I have to break. I've realized some of you tune in at 5 o'clock, and maybe you did not hear me telling the story before at 4. So uh, I'll reset that. We'll get into that uh, coming back here. When we get back on the Sports Complex and the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex ah! of the Horn. VIP. Let's kick it. Alright, stop. Collaborate and listen. listen. I sit back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a hawk daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll close. Stream, I rock a mic like a vandal Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle Dance, caress a speaker that booms I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom Deadly, when I play a dope melody Anything less than the best is a felony Love it or leave it, you better can't wait You better hit bulls Back in the Sports Complex on a Friday, uh, Thursday Thursday, I know what day of the week is Thursday afternoon, right here on The Horn Get in the text line, 512-447-3776 I can tell my Rodney Terry haters are out there again just celebrating Texas losing, dancing around, celebrating. Man, you're just rooting against Texas every night. And I see you. I see you out there. Uh, text line's open. 512-447-3776 is the text line. Uh, texter says, Jerry Jones' biggest sin is unwielding loyalty to his favorite elite players. Yes, that is a big sin of Jerry Jones. I like our guys. We don't need to go get somebody else because I was right. I was right when I picked you. I was right. Here we go. Texas men's basketball is pure garbage. Time to admit that. This is not a lazy take. Yes, it is. Last night's game speaks for itself. Pure Basura. Terry will be fired after the season after getting bounced in the first round of the NIT. Again, Texas led for 34 minutes in this game. If you think that's pure garbage, they lead for 34 minutes in a basketball game in the Big 12 Conference, then you don't watch basketball. You don't understand how basketball works. I don't think you don't. But I think you're just already made up your mind that if Texas won and won the national championship, you'd say, well, those Dylan Nassou, Tyrese Hunter were Chris Beard's guys, and Rodney Terry's the worst coach in NBA and in college basketball history. You just have to have a real take for me for me to not say it's a lazy take. If your take is this is the worst team I've ever seen, you haven't watched Texas basketball because this isn't the worst team I've seen in Texas basketball. They're playing really bad. Last night's game was unacceptable. It was awful. There is a lot of things that need to be fixed. They need to figure out a rotation on the bench because right now that rotation is bad. 
Right now, they're not shooting threes at the level they need to be shooting threes at. They need to be able to figure out a lot of these problems, but they really need to be able to bring intensity in the last eight minutes of games. And if you can fix that problem, a lot of the other problems will start to be fixed within them. If you can win the last eight minutes of games. So if we're saying they're garbage because they are not playing well for eight minutes of a 40-minute game, then we're not talking about them being garbage. We're talking about them being garbage for the last eight minutes. And if you want to have that take, I agree. They are garbage in the last eight minutes of games. But for 32 minutes, they weren't. So let's not have a lazy take of their garbage, and I'm just going to keep saying it day after day. Let's have a real take. Let's have a real take like they need to learn how to get better. Let's be proactive and positive towards what Texas needs to do to get fixed instead of texting in every day that I'm rooting against my own team because I'd rather see a guy get get ousted because I, I don't know who you, and by the way if you are if you're one of these people and you completely disagree with me you can't say keep Chris Beard because you can't get arrested for domestic violence and keep your job at Texas whether it happened or not you just can't do it you that's not a thing that happens in Texas so that's out of the question so what coach did you think we were going to get who did you think we were going to get at Texas that was going to turn this program around and we'd be killing it and we weren't going to lose every single player because they all were going to leave if he if Rodney Terry left way to rebuild this program and in two or three years be competitive who are we going to get? Tell me that. Uh, Texter says, firing Jimmy Johnson and becoming GM. Yes, that. Uh, Texter says, uh, my, I took my son to his first Cowboys game Sunday, and Dak played horrible. Love the team, and I am a Dak supporter. No one showed up that day. I'll take, I'll take the season and 12 wins every year. Yes, they're close and need to get over the January hump. They're not that close. I mean, they're, they're players. The talents are close. I don't think Mike McCarthy can get them there. Uh, and look, again, we, I'll say this. I don't like Mike McCarthy, and I do like RT. I think RT does need to change and get better. I think he needs to evolve. And, and that's where we can sit around and have the conversation if we want to talk about it. The reason I don't like Mike McCarthy is because I think Mike McCarthy is the exact same coach he was when he, when he was at Green Bay. I don't think he's evolved and gotten better with the, with, the, with the game. And that's where the problem lies. And I think RT can continue to grow and get better with the game. If he doesn't, if he does not, if he does not get better, then yeah. Then if if any coach who refuses to evolve, I'm gonna have a problem with. Uh, Texer, my criticism of RT is not a race thing. I mentioned that last week, and I couldn't say it because strong shock. No, no, I know it's not, and I know it's not. But I need you guys to say you can't say things that all black coaches are bad and not a white coach, and then not I like I'm trying to get the conversation steered away from that. Is what I'm saying. I'm trying to steer it away from that. Uh, now RT were terrible hires as well as Herman. RT does not have a proven D1 record of success. He got lucky to take over the team last year. He's just not ready. You're delusional about RT. It's garbage that they gave up a lead after leading for that long. It is garbage they gave up. Again, eight, last eight minutes is garbage. That's garbage. I'm giving you that. But the lead for 32 minutes and then, no, team's garbage. It's unfixable. Fire the coach. Get rid of all the players. That's, what, that's a garbage take is what I'm saying. Yesterday at 5 p.m., you chastised for saying Longhorn basketball program was a dumpster fire. Can you re-eval- care to reevaluate today? Yeah, they're not a dumpster fire. Again. Again. You can't, we can't just say that this team is so – again, they went 5-5 five and five to end the season last year. I get they're 1-3 right now. What if, they, if they win on Saturday, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to win on Saturday. If they win on Saturday, is, does this change your opinion or did they get lucky if they win on Saturday? Just asking. Just asking. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to. I think they'll go one and four. It's going to be brutal. Dexter says, keep McCarthy if he resigns Dak. I'm out. Lifetime Cowboy. Yeah, they're keeping Dak. He's $60 million in dead cap. Big detour. $60 million in dead cap. They don't have another choice at quarterback. 
they'd be much worse without Dak than with Dak. There is no other option right now. Now, I think you can get another. I think you have to keep Trey Lance and try and use him. I think you need to. Uh, I think you need to draft a quarterback. But I think you're going to if he resigned. Like he, I don't know if he's re-signing Dak, but Dak's definitely going to play this season. I don't want to see him. <laughs> Joe says. Uh, how dare you play Ice Ice Baby? Now it's stuck in my head. Thanks. Uh, look, it's because we've been playing Ice songs all week long, and so I played Ice Cube today and Ice Tea today and, and Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Dexter says, wake up, Jerry. Yes, I get that. Uh, right guy from next to us says, is it just me or is Ronnie Terry like he should be named Gus, the owner of a fried chicken chain in New Mexico? Breaking Bad joke. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, anyone with proven D1 skins on the wall would be better than RT. They're going to have to go back and rebuild anyway. I, I disagree with that vehemently. I disagree with that vehemently. Uh, Texter says, Bill Belichick would take Dallas Cowboys job and Jerry won't even sit down with him. Uh, he most likely would bring Josh McDaniels to OC and probably reach out to Matt Patricia for DC. Ooh, stay away from Matt Patricia. Horrible coach. Uh, <laughs> as he's the only defensive assistant of his uh, Philly, that might actually be the worst move Jerry has ever made unless he remembers the Dave Campbell years. I'm with you. Yeah, the Matt Patricia and, and Josh... Josh McDaniel, but I think that's the thing is you can you can make it. I think you could have signed somebody like I think Jim Harbaugh would have been a really good hire for Dallas, but uh, you know because I think he'd come in and just like he's quirky enough that it could work. He's just a weird guy enough that it could work. Uh, Texter says <laughs> it's CD's fault. Yes, it is all CD's fault. Yes, I get that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the basketball player has some good players, but as a team, they're like a dumpster fire, and that's on the coach. Again, I don't. I mean, like they they showed pro- like they showed progress through the game, and they didn't play in the last eight minutes. But it Horton coming in the starting lineup clearly was a better lineup for them. Putting Brock Cunningham on the bench, they took a step forward and then two steps back last night. But they're they're growing as we go in. It is basketball. It's not football. Not every game is going to be great. You don't want to go one and three. You don't want to lose to West Virginia and UCF. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not trying to defend this team more. I'm simply saying that the people that drive me nuts are people who walk in and say, well, we're not a number one team in basketball, so the team is garbage. That is going to drive me nuts because I don't think you're talking basketball anymore. You're talking fandom and no basketball. And that's what drives me nuts. Uh, Chan says, okay, what should be our starting lineup? What can RT uh, tweak to help with the situation? Playing bad in defense is unacceptable. I think you need to, I think you need to extend your rotation. Like I personally, at this point want to see Chris Johnson play, uh, just to see what he has more. I know we saw him play early. I'd like to see him get in more. I'd like to see Kendall Weaver try and get in more. Uh, you know, if, uh, you know, I think Dylan DeSue kind of messed up the rotation. They got in foul trouble, but I, I think that, you know, we also saw last night, I think there was something to be said. Uh, that this team has been getting in foul trouble and guys like Brock and and Shedrick and everybody kind of backed off a little bit and you can't do that. Just keep going hard. I know Brock has gotten in foul trouble in every single game and I guess he's trying to not get in foul trouble, but get foul out of every game. I Like at this point, you have to go out there and go for it, but you know maybe if your back's against the wall, this team can respond a little bit better uh, if their back's up against the wall. Bebo Angel says, Jerry Jones' biggest sin is the sin of pride. He fired Jimmy Johnson and took credit for all his accomplishments. His reluctance to put him in the ring of honor for 20-plus years is the evidence. The consequence is not being able to replace his success with championships. Yeah, no, I agree. Again, we talk about everything. It's about evolution and growth, uh, that you have to continue to evolve and grow grow as a owner, as a coach, as a general manager of whatever. And, you know, he screwed up 20 years ago. That shouldn't still be a problem now. 
you should say, okay, I've learned from that. And what he learned was, well, don't fire coaches so quick. <laughs> and now he's keeping everybody too long. Random texture number 69 says, if you want to add a little diversity to your mixed company dinner conversation, add Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson to your podcast list. Wide range of intellectuals uh, with humor, talking points, and con- conversations. Artists. Otherwise, keep it simple and just don't pass gas at the table. Oh, I'm going to drink 12 beers. I'll be farting. You believe that. Bevo uh, JK says, Patrick, you're being delusional. It was RT's job to get when the team was, uh, it was RT's job to get this team ready for conference play, and he failed to do that. This team will finish the Big 12 with the worst record in the league. If they don't win one of the next six, it will be a miracle. I, I don't, I get that they're not playing well. I don't get, I don't think you guys have watched the other Big 12 games enough. Like, how many other Big 12 games are you watching? Because there is a lot of people underperforming in, in college basketball now. It just is what it is. I, 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 you know, I, they do need to get better. I agree a hundred percent, but again, to just continue to say, well, we've watched four games of college basketball. Again, this team went five and five to end the season last year. And if you saw when they went five and five before the Kansas game, all the writing on the wall was this team was done and it was going to go down. And every one of you guys on the text line last year said to fire RT, shouldn't have been the coach. He shouldn't have even been interim. It's what you all said. And we went to the elite eight. We won the big 12 tournament. Like I I'm just, I'm telling you, I've seen this before and there is a chance. Now I am, I am with you the, right now. The, we're going the wrong direction. Cause again, we took two steps forward and three steps back yesterday because we did put it Horton in the lineup and it worked. And he, he did a great coaching move to get I.T. Horton in that lineup and raise his confidence level and, and change the lineup to get more three-point shooting and spread the court, and it worked. And Texas got a lead, and they were able to go. They didn't have the legs in the fourth quarter, though, because you played I.T. Horton 38 minutes in the game. And you can't play a guy who has been playing 15 minutes a game, 37 minutes, and expect him to still be hitting three-pointers in, in the last three or four minutes when he's, his legs are gone. Those types of things are growing parts you have to get better. But that's not a, this is garbage because we played a guy 37 minutes and we shouldn't have. We should have put in Kendall Weaver a little bit more in that game to get some defensive stops. That That's not necessarily a garbage team. That's a, oh, we messed up on that one. We were trying to ride a hot hand and we shot him out of the hot hand. That's It's not quite the same thing as pure garbage. Like, I've seen garbage coaches. I've seen garbage teams. They exist. They exist. Rodney caught the eye of National Radio today, and Nate says, yes, he did for the, the horns down, and people are, are dogpiling on him right now. He's going to have to go take a deep breath, you know, and you don't really get those in the, in the conference play, but he needs to go take a deep breath. He needs to sit down with some of his confidants and coaches and, and reevaluate and, and be, you know, your back's up against the wall. Get angry, but don't get angry at the players. You get angry at your players. Get angry at yourself. Get angry and go win. If they are four and eight, would that be a dumpster fire? How bad does it have to be? It has to be bad when they're when they're now losing every game and they're not in games anymore. That's what I'm saying. Is when they're not when I'm watching a game and I think, oh, there's nothing positive about this game. That's when it's a real dumpster fire. Not leading for 34 minutes and until until 10 minutes left in that game, everyone thought, oh man, RT really got this team to play well. So for 30 minutes of a 40-minute game, RT got the team to play well. Now he's got to figure out that last 8-10. to 10. I agree. That's a big, big problem. I'm not trying to undermine that that is not a huge, huge problem. I'm just saying to say, no, it's a dumpster fire because they led for 32 minutes, 34 minutes in a game and pretend that the first 34 didn't happen because it fits your narrative is, is 
that's a lazy take as opposed to, okay, well, they're not winning. They need to figure out some of these problems. They need to figure, keep figuring out solutions because they don't have the talent they thought they were. Caden Shedrick is playing really bad after his injuries. So how do we get him back to where he was playing earlier in the season? How do we continue to get Dylan DeSue to not be infallible? How do we continue to get them focused back on the track? And that's the question. Is how do you get them back to be focused? And I get you think, well, if we hire a coach who will yell at them more, or a coach who will do whatever more, then that'll be the one. And if we just go get someone with more experience, that'll be the guy. There's tons of experience on that. The assistant coaching staff for this team is one of the most experienced in the league. Uh, Texter says, they play great in the regular season but can't play in January. Uh, yeah, that, that is a problem. Uh, this team will not make the tournament. There's a chance of it this now. I agree with you. There's a chance of it right now. I, I'm also telling you, if you get a new coach, you lose all your, like, it, it's going to be, it won't be great because Ter- Rodney Terry, these kids do really appreciate him and like him. Uh, I want the team to win. It's just obvious RT is not the guy. If they turn it around, then great, but I don't see it happening. Who's your guy then? Send me who the guy is. And don't say anyone. Would say someone who's realistically. Is it Eric Musselman? Is that who you wanted him to go out and get? Who were you looking at last season? Or are you saying, no, Bob Huggins would have been the guy. He's got tons of D1 experience. He's got 17 DUIs, but he's got tons of D1 experience. He'd be the guy. Tell me a person. Because I think RT was the guy. With the recruits you had to keep the consistency, to keep everything going, Dylan DeSue came back, Dylan Mitchell came back, Tyrese Hunter came back, and I get some of those. Tyrese Hunter came back because he's just not tall enough. But you have to get the guys in the right frame of mind. Uh, Thanks, PD, from Chan. Thanks, PD. Thank you, Chan. Uh, great show. Love the passion. Uh, good luck in your dinner tonight. Uh, yes. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. True story. During a college Cowboys practice when Jimmy Johnson was head coach, uh, a promising wide receiver dropped a pass from Troy Eggman. Jimmy immediately ran up to the player, got in his face and said, well, we're the Dallas Cowboys. We don't drop pass, drop balls, especially when no one is covering you. Jimmy then told his player to pack his bags. And we got a little taste that Jimmy is a head coach during his first speech at Fox halftime show. That is what we need from Mike McCarthy. I mean, I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know fully that, but yeah, you do need more intensity. You do need to put people on notice, which I agree. It's, you need to make it a quarterback competition. Jerry doesn't like having a quarterback competition and uh, he needs to, Mark from Taylor says, Patrick sounds like RT's agent. I'm not RT's agent, man. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not, it's, it's not so much I'm RT's agent. I'm trying to avoid what I know everybody wants, which is let's just keep changing coaches until we get there. And I mean, in reality, it was you every year, every two years, it was fire Rick Barnes, and then he would do well again. And now he's doing well at Tennessee, but now he's having an off year, so they're going to try and talk about firing at Tennessee. I get it. It's just hard at Texas. It's just hard at Texas. It just is. And they're going to the SEC. It's going to be a different year next year. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I get it. I get the I get the anger. I get the frustration with it. Believe me. I just don't like the takes of. We should we should get all these all these players are t- garbage and it's terrible. I just don't like that take. That it just drive it just drives me nuts that the takes are we're we're winning a national championship we're garbage and there's really no wiggle room in between those two takes for a lot of people. That's what drives me nuts. Uh, I don't think Texas basketball is a dumpster fire. It's a team of good basketball players that need to learn how to win together. If Texas makes their threes late, they would have uh, they would win. But defensive players got to be better. One hundred percent. Seventy seven points on the UCF is rough, especially with how many easy baskets they gave up in that last five minutes. Yeah, one hundred percent. And they they look like they were out of steam. I mean, how many far out dr- uh, dunks did UCF have? You know, again, I'll say Texas changed uh, Texas uh, strength and conditioning coach left. And I think the change in conditioning clearly has some effect on this Texas team because they do look like they are not, you know, winded and not able to play 40 minutes and 35 minutes in these games. 
I like this one. Coach Stark figured out how to finish games, and so will Coach Carey. Coach Terry. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. We got some things. You want to bring uh, Frank uh, Frank Haith is already there. I do like Frank Haith being brought in. Again, bringing in good players. I like that one. And uh, and then Eric Musselman. Yeah, Eric Musselman's another good coach. I get it. We'll see how he does if he gets to Texas. But, yeah. Uh, WPI parts guy. Uh, they're all hung up on their ex. They want Beard. I look, I get Beard did a lot for this program. I understand that completely. Uh, Beard did a ton for this program. But he ain't coming back. That that that's a bridge that unfortunately uh that you know decisions were made that he's not come back. So if we're gonna look at that in the real world of what we're doing for going forward, if you want to tell me, okay, this is the plan, let's go do this, but just texting in and going, they're garbage, they're garbage, they're garbage. I don't get I just don't get it. It's just because my way of thinking, I'm a I'm a solutions oriented person. I want to look forward and aim to how we can get better. So if you say, well, we need to play this guy more and we need to play this guy less, that's one thing. But just, well, RT sucks, season's over. I just don't like it. It just it drives me nuts. I do appreciate you guys texting in, though, and having the conversation. I really do appreciate it. I know I'm passionate, and I'll go at you guys, uh, but I really do appreciate you guys texting in and, uh, and go with me. I try and give you the respect of answering all your text messages, so if I get fired up on it, uh, that is just what it is. But I do really appreciate you guys texting in and listening to the show and, and joining the conversation because the show works a heck of a lot better with you guys uh, involved in it. Even if I don't agree with you, I do appreciate you uh, being a part of it. All right, we're going to take one last break. We'll come back, uh, wrap it up here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on the Horn. All right, let's wrap things up here. I, I do want to say, I, I do try and read everybody's text. I know there's a bunch that just came in. I can't get to all of them before we got to get out of here. So please text back in tomorrow. I do appreciate all the kind words and all of that stuff. I can't get to everybody else. But I do want to say, to everybody I'm arguing with and doing that, I love having you text in. Uh, I try and read everybody. So I'm not, if I think it's a lazy take, I'm going to tell you, as opposed to not reading your text and not acknowledging you, I'll acknowledge every one of you. Uh, and I do appreciate everybody who just texted at the end. I just don't have time. Because uh, the show's got to run out or we'll not get back to Rich Eisen in time. Speaking of which, uh, we got to get out of here. I'll tell you how dinner party goes. I'll tell you everything. And, and we'll yell more about Texas basketball more tomorrow, I'm sure, in NFL playoffs. But until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean. See you right back here tomorrow for more of the Sports Complex.